looks like we're getting closer for everybody to be back to normal, hopefully what normal, uh, whatever that's going to look like in the future, as we were just talking about. And, um, man, I had something so ready to go. I was locked and loaded, felt good. Uh, I was going to preach out of James and then – Right about the time we started Sunday school, the Lord started directing my heart a different way. But uh, but either way, uh, I believe he's got – I didn't have a, a Mother's Day message, and now I do, so we're doing good. Um, but uh, but anyway, thank you for, for your prayers, and uh, let's just uh, let's just pray my computer will run until <laughs> until we get done. But, uh, but anyway, I want to look over to uh, Proverbs chapter number 31 and uh, wish everyone a happy Mother's Day. That's a – uh, mother and uh, it's a special that's a special relationship and even those that are not mothers you've maybe been um, to someone a motherly figure and that's important and um, so I want to look in Proverbs 31 in a different way than I've ever looked at it till about 45 minutes ago I guess um, and I just looked at, I just looked over at Shelby's Bible and uh, I wrote a note um, under Proverbs 31, and as a young man, you always think, you know, Proverbs 31, that's that's your search. You're searching for that kind of woman. And uh, so I wrote a note in her Bible in 2016, you're my, you're my Proverbs 31 woman. And I see now that we're about to have a baby that that woman has some very, very distinct characteristics that qualifies her to be a good mother. And so I want to preach to you this morning, like I said, this is fresh off the press, uh, the mark of a good mother. And so I want to look here at a different light of, you know, so many times people think about their wife from this scripture, but I believe this is, this is characteristics for a good mother. And so I know these are characteristics of my mother, and uh, she'll listen to this later. She missed last Mother's Day. I'm going to have to get on to her, um, but, uh, but she, uh, she's not feeling well, so pray for my mother. But, uh, but I, I believe we can find in this the mark of a good mother from Proverbs 31. And so let's look here. Uh, we'll, we will begin reading verse, uh, verse number 10. The Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price? Is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships, she bringeth her food from afar. She rises, riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth and w with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. 
She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She, her children arise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praiseth her. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the day we're celebrating. We thank you for all the mothers. We thank you for um, just another wonderful time together. We can fellowship one with another. Pray, God, you'd take your word, and I pray, God, that it would find good ground in our heart, that it might grow out thereof, that we might find something from this word that we can grow from, God, something from this word that can bless us. And, Lord, I just pray that you would just be uh, here with us each and every one this morning. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The mark of a good mother. And so when I, I always read that verse number 10, I always thought, uh, the, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? I always thought about the, my, my wife, my wife one day. And I, that's all, what I was always looking for is what, what does that look like in uh, the life of a, of a woman that I would seek to marry? What does that look like in someone that's, uh, that's worth uh, putting effort into and spending your time with and, and chasing after? And so, uh, so I always had looked at it in that light, but as you uh, go on in, in married life and as you spend time uh, with that person, you realize that there are more, that's more than just uh, being a good wife that uh, is important in your life in, to have success, to have blessings, and having someone that, that you're partnered with that God uh, has joined you together with that um, can, it has a desire to, to serve God and has a love for the Lord and has a love for uh, for people, those are things that, that, that you'll find in a virtu virtuous woman. And seeing in somebody the drive and the desire to have more and to get more and, and, and to, to do more and do better for herself and do better for you and to provide for you, those are things that you will find that will encourage you in your uh, life as a, as a man. And, and you'll find that, that when you see those things, it'll make you proud and it'll make you rejoice and it'll make you happy. But as you look uh, at that woman, and, and I never thought of it until uh, however many months ago. Uh, how, what does that look like for a motherly figure? How, what does that virtuous look, woman look like as a mother? And I think about that, and I think, you know, all that desire to, to be better and all the desire to do more and all the desire to have success and all the desire to, have, to serve God, all the desire to, uh, to, to be more for God, all, all the desire to love and to care and to provide, it all just wraps up. And to, to this little child can become something that, that, that is, is unexplainable, something that's, that's a relationship that's so, uh, so difficult to explain unless you have that mother that you love, unless you have that relationship that you, that you care about. Everybody has a mother, but not everybody has a mother that, that's the, the virtuous mother, that's a caring mother, that's a prayerful mother. That's someone who you can always go to that's a backbone. And so to see that, I'd always thought, man, I'm just, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that virtuous woman as a wife. But I find that, that God just blesses tenfold and provides that in someone to be a mother. And how great and how wonderful that is that, you know, Shelby gets to be the mother of my, my son. How, how great that, that makes me feel and how excited uh, I am because these things, that, these marks of a good mother, I can see in her. And not only can I see in her, I can see the mark of a good mother in my mother. I see these things we're going to talk about in my mother. Not only do I see them in Shelby and I see them in my mother, but I see them in my grandmothers. And I see them in my great-grandmothers. And I see them in you. And I see them in people that, that women in my life that have that, that aspect of, of just a motherly type of love. I've got, there's women out there in my life that, 
that I've known for years that have known me since I was just a little kid, and in some form or some fashion, they've been a, a type of mother to me. How wonderful that is because that's, that's a virtuous woman. Is She has that type of love, that type of care. You go all the way back to Genesis. You go all the way back to the beginning, and you find Eve, that was her that was her purpose when, 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 when uh, Adam and Eve were cursed because of their sin. Uh, the, the woman's cursed with pain and childbearing. But if you talk to a mother that, that talks, get, tells you the story of giving birth, it's, it's, it's usually a pretty, pretty tough story until the point of what? Until the point of actual birth when they hold that child. It's like a crime scene until you, until you hold that baby and everything changes. It's like so much pain, so much labor. And, and we know that that's because of sin that that, that woman, that, that mother has to face that pain and, and childbearing. But when you hold that little baby, it changes everything. It's like you, you can forget and they take pictures and there's smiles and there's happiness and there's tears. I, can't, I have a hard time understanding that. I'm thankful that I, I don't have to deal with that. That takes a tough person to do that. I wouldn't. I would cry. I would complain. I'd be like, cut me wide open and get this thing out of me. I mean, I don't believe that, that a man has the, the, the mental capacity to do that because of it's a mother's love instilled into a woman. And that mark of a mother, you'll see here in verse 10 through 12, you'll see a dedicated life. There, I've got like seven, eight thoughts, so I'm going to get started and get, we'll, we'll get done as quickly as possible. But who could find a virtuous woman for a price as far above, far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. This mark of a good mother this is a mark of a good wife, but the mark of a good mother, she's got a dedicated life. She's dedicated to, the, to her husband, the one that she loves. I see so many situations where uh, marriages are breaking down and, and situations are happening and, 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 and someone's unfaithful or someone's going another direction or something happens. And I see oftentimes loving women hanging on and clinging on to a relationship. Shelby and I were just talking about that essentially on the way over. And we're talking about how, uh, you know, I know of a situation in my life, someone I'm related to, uh, there was uh, years and years ago, uh, the, the man had cheated on her and she just, she just stuck with him. How hard that could be to, to do that kind of, that's years, and that was just, uh, that was her thing in life is as a wife, she felt like that's what she needed to do. And I, I can't, how, how to imagine that situation, it, it's, this is a good woman that she's trying to cling on. She's trying to make things right. She's willing to forgive. Oh, my goodness, how that, that, that's, that love in a heart of someone. And to see that, it breaks my heart to see people that go through that situation. And I, and I do know of, of many situations and many times you find a good woman trying to cling on and hold on to that husband. But even in situations not like that, when the husband's just being a little difficult, he's just being a little frustrating, he's just doing what a man does. I know that I do. I know that I do things that, that are aggravating. I know that I do things that are frustrating. And I get uh, kind of caught up in chasing different things or get frustrated with different things and angry about stuff. And I'm thankful that I can see in my wife a desire to hang on, a desire to continue on. And I think about it now that that dedicated life, that dedicated love, that makes me want to be better. That makes me want to be a better husband. That makes me want to be more dedicated. That makes me want to be more faithful. And so to think about bringing a child into this earth, to see that kind of example, that dedicated life, I think, man, that's, that's going to be a great, a great example. It's going to be a great relationship to that child. 
And I think about my mother and how she's never wavered in being a good mother to me. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, she's never wavered in her continuing, continuing time to, to love and to care. Every time I see either one of my grandmothers, they always act so happy to see me. Anytime I, I see uh, people that, that, that I care about, I don't always get those same warm, fuzzy feelings on the inside like I do when I see my, my grandmother and my mother. She's always, they're always so happy to see me. And that's something that keeps me going, that keeps me uh, pushing on. And what that comes from is a dedicated life to love not only the husband, but to love the children. And that's the mark of a good mother. But next, let's look into verse 13. She says, She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. Now, we've seen the, a dedicated life, but let's look at a dedicated labor. The hardest working people I've ever known in my life have been women. Have that. I mean, just my, my, I think about my little mamaw, and I think about how dedicated she is to working. I mean, you, you name it. She's out there in tobacco. She's out there in the hay. Now, she grew up with, with uh, four or five, four sisters, three sisters, four sisters, but it was all girls. And they was all out there just like the men, working in the tobacco, working in the hay, working with the cattle, working with the pigs, doing and she has such a work ethic. I, she could work circles. She's 80, uh, 79 or 80 years old now, and she could work circles around me any day of the week. I mean, she's just got that type of work ethic. She's got the need to provide. Anytime you go over there, it's like uh, we went over there and we took her, uh, well, we were giving her the news about the baby, and uh, her arm's healing up, and here we are leaving. We're almost to the car, and she, she, sticks out, she sticks her head out of the door. You want some beans before you leave. And this woman, she's got cans and cans and cans of food in her in her uh, basement because that she has a need to provide. She has a the the inside that feeling to 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 store away and have something for for us. And she doesn't just keep it for herself. She wants to share it with others. And so when this is talking about uh, she worketh uh, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands, uh, we know that that it's the the man's job to work. It's the man's job to provide. And you know the way the world's going and the way things have. Uh, many women are out and, and having to work uh, just the same. But in my grandmother, she she uh, didn't uh, work a public job for many years. She stayed with my dad and my uncle, but she worked. I mean, she <laughs> she worked her tail off to provide for them. And just, so to see that, and I see that in Shelby, that desire to, to work, to make things good, to make things happy. And I see that in my mother to, to continue to, to push, to provide. That's the mark of a good mother is that a dedicated labor. That labor is not to gain for themselves. That labor of that mother is not to gain for her. It's not to grow and build up for her, but it's a dedicated labor for her children. So that dedicated labor, that, that just blesses me. Then it says, She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She makes sure everyone's taken care of. She makes sure that everyone's provided for. And I see these mothers, and especially people with a lot of kids, four, five, six, eight, nine kids, I, can't, I, I, I can barely comprehend one. Barely. I couldn't imagine nine. My lands, how, how can you 
and working jobs and doing I barely have the time to keep myself floating, keep the grass mowed. I can't imagine having to keep nine kids alive and do everything else in the world. It takes a strong woman to raise a good home, to keep order in a, in a home, to keep the kids from turning out just like their dad. I mean, it, that's, that's a, a big part of it is it takes that motherly love, that motherly labor to make that child what it needs to be. I think about you grow up, and somebody said this the other day. I don't know if they said it to me or said it to us both, but you grow up, and that, that boy will love that. Somebody, I think somebody told Shelby that boy will love you, but he'll want to be just like his daddy. But, you know, and I think about that relationship, and I love my dad, but it's, my, it's always been my mom that's been there to nurture and love and care. And my dad, he's always been the tough love. It's always been the, 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 the growing pains with my dad. And, I, and, and a man has his own place, and we'll cover that at Father's Day, I guess. But that mother's love is very important. And there's some, there's some dads out there that have to fill that, that gap. And that, there's dads that have to give that love. And, man, it takes a special man to be able to do that, to, to, to submit to that point where you, you offer that, that love to that child that's almost like a mother's love. But there's nothing like that, that motherly figure. Maybe, not, maybe a stepmother. It may not be a, your, your blood mother. But that motherly figure is so important in a child's life. And it's a dedicated labor that's for, for the child's benefit. That's a virtuous woman. We're going to skip on to verse number 20. It says, She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She's got a dedicated life. She's got a dedicated labor, but she's also got dedicated love for people. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reaches, reacheth forth her hands to the needy. I think that the mark of a good mother is in her heart, not only does she want to just provide for her children, not only does she just want to provide for her husband, but she wants to provide for others. You think, and, and I think about the situation again. Got a bunch of kids or even just one kid and got a house and got a dog and got a this, got that, got all that stuff to worry about. But yet they still want to help somebody. They still want to be a blessing to somebody. They still want to love on somebody. How much love in one heart? I, th I think it's not limited. If we, if, we, if we don't make it limited, if we don't put it in a box, if we don't bottle it up, it doesn't have to be limited. And I think about my mother, and I think about uh, what she's doing uh, right now. She's all over, and it's funny, uh, she's on the news uh, right now with all she's doing in, uh, with Buncombe County Schools, and uh, she's, she's really led the charge to keep, you know, all these kids fed, and uh, to, especially the homeless kids that uh, are in the county, and, and trying to keep those folks. It's such a sad situation to see, and I think, man, she loves my dad so much, and she's always there and always provides and always goes uh, above and beyond and gets up early and gets stays up late to provide for him and then she does that for me and my brother she gets up early and she stays up late to provide for us and now with Shelby in the picture she's there and loving and caring and doing more and I'm just thinking how much more can you do how much farther can you go and with the grandbaby on the way she's already you know going crazy about that you know she's she's just loving that and just having fun with that 
But yet then in her, in her work, in her calling, in her life, she's continuing to love on people that we don't have any relation to. I don't know them, but she has a heart for them, and she continues to love. And that's the mark of a good mother is she's someone that she doesn't just want to be my mother. She doesn't want to just be my brother's mother. She doesn't just want to be a mother to Shelby, but she wants to be a mother to, to all that she can nurture, all that she can help. And I know that there are situations in your life that, that I'm sure there's people that you've come across, that you've seen that, that need a motherly figure and I know you've been that person to them and that's a blessing that you can in your love in your heart you can spread that beyond family you can spread that beyond love you can spread that out to those that you barely know you can spread that to those on the street you can spread that to stepchildren and uh, stepbrothers and aunts and uncles and, and that's just uh, the mark of a good mother is that her love doesn't just end with her children it reaches out and touches anyone out there Verse number 21 says, She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She's got a dedicated faith. The mark of a, of a good mother is someone that's raised up, God-fearing children, and has faith that God will bring them through. I think about when we were over, when we went to New Liberty, there were some folks in the church, a lady in the church specifically, she had two sons that didn't come to church. And I remember her week in, week out, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, going to that altar in that church and just praying, just begging God for those boys. Just begging God. And the church stood behind her, and for many, many years, it never happened. They never came. And they finally did. Finally got in church. They finally got right with the Lord. We've got burdens. Mothers and Fathers alike and friends and whatever you are, whatever your relation is, we've, we've all got burdens for people. This mother, this virtuous woman, she's got a burden. She's got a faith for, and, and, and she's got a burden for people and she's got faith that God will bring them into, the, into his fold. Let's not give up on these people that we were talking about how God's provided for, for some folks. He puts, uh, he puts me in and puts I got all kinds of people in my path, and I pray for it, and he does it. And God's providing through those situations. Nothing I can do, nothing you can do. But as a church, we've came together and we've prayed for these people, and we've got these objects on our heart. The church is the bride of Christ. Why would we not take it upon ourselves? We know that we're clothed in scarlet. We feel confident that if a storm passes by Laurel Chapel Baptist Church, that we're covered. We're covered with the blood. We're, we're confident that God will provide. The church is the bride of Christ. Let's be a mother to this community. Let's be a mother to this country. Let's be a mother to this state. Let's take it upon ourselves to continue to pray for these folks. God's Right now, we've got three people on our prayer list that are afflicted with drug addiction. Three people. Let's take it upon ourselves to reach out to those people. We know that we're, we've got faith that we're okay. We've got faith that we'll make it through. Let's bind ourselves together. Let's bind our hearts together. And for these three young men, let's pray for them that God will do something in their life, that they might see something virtuous about us, about this church, and know that people are praying for them. They might not, may not never, ever know the sacrifice we might make on our knees in our prayer closet praying for them. But let's gather together and let's be a mother to them as the bride of Christ. I might be getting a little too far off there, but I believe that that's God's ministry for the church. This virtuous woman has faith 
that God will bring her family through. Let's look down into verse, we'll continue on in verse 22. She maketh herself cover, coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known at the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing and she shall result, rejoice in time to come. We've looked at dedicated life, labor, love, faith. Think about a dedicated future. This virtuous woman, this mother, and I'll show you why she's a mother here in a minute. But she clothes herself, she girds herself in strength and honor that comes from on high, that comes from the Lord. She strengthens herself in the Lord. She strengthens herself in God. And she shall rejoice in time to come. She's got a dedicated future because she knows that the way she walks in may get tough. The days may get dreary. Things might get hard. She might lose. She might hurt. She might be betrayed by her own children. Who, who knows? Those that she sacrifices for, she might be betrayed by her husband. But she knows that one day there will be rejoicing. She's got a dedicated future. She walks and the things she does and she sees and thinks about tomorrow. I think about the old saints of God, old folks that I know that are passed on or they've gotten to the point, especially you see some sweet saints when they get homebound. They can't get out. They can't go and do. They really get sweet about the, their future. They really get sweet about, you know, I'm just tired of this old world. It's wearing me out. It's wearing hard on me. The, I'd say you go to these, these nursing homes. You visit uh, even down Mars Hill. Visit a nursing home, and you'll find some people in there that they're dedicated to their future. They know they've walked a good path. They know they've not always been perfect, but they, they in their heart have settled and know that a time of rejoicing is coming. This virtuous woman, the mark of a good mother, is she's got a dedicated future. She knows that whatever she'll walk through, she'll, she'll, she'll be in a point in a state of rejoicing in the future. Verse number 26 says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She's got a dedicated speech. The things that proceed from her mouth are good. And I think about my mother. And I, honest to goodness, can say, I've never, there's never been a time where I felt like what's, what she said to me, or for that matter, what she's ever said to anyone that I've seen, was done intentionally to hurt them. We all make mistakes. We all say things that we are ignorant. We don't know why, but I'm proud. I'm thankful for that, that I see that love. And the things that comes from my mother's mouth are things that are blessings. And I know you think about your relationships and the, the people you love, the keep, people you care of. It's amazing that even when we do hurt one another, it's something that's really, unfortunately, our old flesh gets in the way. Nothing really intentional. There's been hurt, there's been pain, but I'm thankful that you can see in this good woman, this virtuous woman, in this, this mark of a good mother, you see someone that the things that come from her mouth are intended to grow you, intended to help you. So, oh, she opened her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. Look in verse 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She's got a dedicated servanthood. 
We've kind of covered that. We've kind of thought about that. This virtuous woman, this mark of a good mother, it's, it's something that's continual. It's something that's day in, day out. You don't waver from, that's the, that's the thing, and people have told me that about being a parent. Once you're a parent, it changes your life forever, and you're always a parent. It changes the way you think about things. It changes the way you view things. And I was talking to Dad, and I was like, I just, it's hard to, it's been a while, but I was like, it's hard to think or hard to imagine about, you know, all the worries and all the new things that are brought up. He said, you just wait. It just multiplies. So then, then you're, they're older and you don't have the control. You don't have, you know, the say in things. And they're out making decisions and they're out growing up and you're out getting married. And I thought, man, I can't even imagine that. I mean, right now, I don't even know what to, what to think tomorrow will be like. A dedicated, this, this mark of a good mother is a dedicated servanthood. Her life changes because of you. There's been people, there's been mothers that, my grand, I think about my, my papa. And it was used, a, a father figure instead of a mother figure, but I'm still going to use this example. But his mother died when he was five. And he never had a good motherly example for many years. But God used my mamaw's dad to be so much for him, to be a, a father figure, a mother figure, a godly figure in my grandfather's life. And I think about how wonderful that is. God can take someone you're not even related to God can take someone you didn't know before. God can take someone that maybe you don't see eye to eye with from time to time and use them as a, as a mother figure, as a father figure, as a loving figure in your life. That's dedicated servanthood because that person wants to be that to you. And finally, look at dedicated favor at verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. That's what I was talking about. When I'm, this is a virtuous woman. It's a virtuous wife. People use that example a lot, but... She's also a mother. This is, the, this is that proof that she's a mother. Her children rise up and call her blessed. For all her labor, for all she does, for all she, she, she works at, she gets up early, she stays up late, she gets up with you in the middle of the night, she takes your temperature, she takes care of you, she gives you medicine, she loves on you, even when you're mean to her and you're bad mouth and running your mouth and smarting off and doing wrong and getting bad grades and doing this and doing that, and you go and uh, you put her in a bad position with uh, things that you do in your life and choices you make, and she spends her money and she spends her time, and you go and you waste her money and you waste her time, and you uh, marry somebody on a whim or you run off with somebody on a whim, and you break her heart and you hurt her from time to time, and you go here and you go there, and you don't regard what she feels in her heart. There is a blessing for this mother, and that is favor with her children, and that's favor with her husband. Her children rise up and call her blessed and her husband also and he praiseth her. What a blessing. And that mother doesn't ask for that. She doesn't desire that. She doesn't seek it with, with the things she does. She doesn't do what she does for that. But it's dedicated favor that God's dedicated to her through her children and through her husband. That they would say she's blessed and that they would praise her for the sacrifices she makes. Mothers are the backbone of everything we do. They really are. If it was up to, I think about me, I think about the nature of a man is to get into a problem. 
The nature of men is to cause problems, to cause issues. It's just the way it is. I cause tons of problems. I magnify my problems. And I think about my wife and how she solves them. And I'm like, man, if I could only think about things like that. And I can look in these scriptures and I find that virtuous woman in her. I think we can filter the ladies in our life through this scripture and find those virtuous women, those virtuous mothers, those godly mothers. Let's, let's call them blessed. Let's praise them for what they do. This is a day that we can do that. And we should do that every day. Let's remember those mothers that made sacrifices when they didn't have to. When we've hurt them, we've broken their hearts. That's the thing. I'm, I'm looking at it a little differently. I look at it, and everybody's always said, as you get older, you'll see different things. But every day I'm seeing different things, and I'm seeing, man, my parents sacrificed so much. I read something this morning, and I can't quote it exactly, but it said, imagine you're born in 1914 or 1915 and you're um, 20 you're 15 when world war ii happens and you're 25 when something else happens or the 25 when the depression happens and you're 65 when this happens and you're 75 when vietnam ends and then a child's born when you're 75 years old you've seen world war one world war ii the depression you've seen vietnam you've seen the race rights and you've seen this and you've seen that a child's born and 20 years later you're 95 and that 20 year old doesn't thinks that you know nothing they think that you don't know what they're going through you they think that you don't know what they're feeling you don't know what they've experienced but you've had 95 years of living man that really humbled me i thought man you know i think my parents don't understand what school's like but they've been through it they don't understand what the hardships of being an adult's like. They don't understand what the hardship of being married's like. And I'm like, they've been through all this. And I find myself now going more for advice rather than just an ear. I started to shut up a little bit more because I'm like complaining about everything that's going on, but I've got a wealth of knowledge. I've got somebody that's lived through this. Let's remember that mothers, they've been through all this before. <laughs> they've been through what we're feeling. They've experienced what we've experienced, the hurt and the pain, whatever it may be. Thank you for being attentive. And like I said, that was a God changed direction at the last minute, but that's all right. He's in control, so I'll follow him and we'll be all right. Does anyone have anything?